So one of the things we've been talking about this week is this new wine. This new wine that the Lord is bringing out of us, pouring into us. Amen. And he let us know in the scripture that we've been meditating on um, that you cannot put new wine in the old wineskin. And we've just been talking about this wine that he's placing in us. And as we come to the altar every day, he's changed us and transformed us. And what I think is so powerful is that today we will sit around the table and we will break bread together and fellowship together. And that was the very thing Jesus wanted to do before he had to do what he had to do. He wanted to sit, break bread, and fellowship with his disciples. But in that, he wanted them to understand what he was giving them. That he didn't want them to see what he did as just like, okay, he went to the cross. No, he wanted them to understand, I'm giving you something. And it's important that you understand the importance of what I'm giving you. Because when I do this for you, we will have an everlasting covenant together. And that each element represents me, that as you partake of it, you will remember me. And, and so the thing we have to understand with communion is I feel like we've um, – made it such a ritual that we don't really pause and slow down to really understand what Jesus gave us in, in, at the table of the Lord. He gave us this incredible gift of himself, and he shows this at the table. He, he illustrates it. And so I'm sure that his disciples, as they were eating this meal, they didn't really understand it, but until later, because we we read in the scriptures that when Jesus appeared to them on the road, amen, they didn't really know him until they started eating with him and he broke the bread and gave it. And they were like, oh, that's Jesus. And sometimes when we're going through the journey and the, and the daily of walking with him, we too cannot truly understand the significance of what he's doing and what he's giving us. See, that's what Jesus was saying to the people who asked that question. Why do your disciples not fast like these Pharisees fast? And he said, you see, this thing that they've been given, it can't be rigid. It can't be put in a box. It, it can't be a, a, a system or an organization. Come on. He says, it's a new covenant. It's a new wine. So the old one has to go. This is a new thing. 
And so as we come to the table of the Lord, I want to read this to you in Matthew 26, but I'm going to read it from the Passion. But I want you to take a moment and understand that communion was his ultimate goal. That's what he so desired. And it's a beautiful gift we've been given. And so don't become uh, a rigid or rush through it. Really take a moment and understand what's been given to you. And that, that old way of thinking about it, right? Because now I grew up Catholic, so my life started off seeing communion as more of a ceremonial thing. I really didn't understand the significance, but I was taught of all the things you had to do because I went through the first communion, I went through the classes, I did all the things. But I really didn't understand the significance. And if we don't get the revelation or if we stay in a place of just religious activity or ceremonial, I'll do it the first Sunday of every month only, then we miss what he wanted us to know, what he wanted us to partake in. He says, the new wine can't be in the old wineskin. And so in Matthew 26, it says, during the meal, Jesus took and blessed the bread and broke it and gave it to his disciples. Take, eat. This is my body. Taking the cup and thanking God, he gave it to them. Drink this, all of you. This is my blood. God's new covenant poured out for many people for the forgiveness of sin. I'll not be drinking wine from this cup again until that new day when I'll drink with you in the kingdom of my Father. Now, if we go to 1 Corinthians, okay, hallelujah, 11.24, let's go there. Paul shares his perspective on what happened as well. Amen. And he says, let me go over with you again exactly what goes on in the Lord's Supper and why it is so centrally important. I received my instructions from the master himself and passed them on to you. The master Jesus, on the night of his betrayal, took bread, having given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this to remember me. And after supper, he did the same thing with the cup. The cup is my blood, my new covenant with you. Each time you drink this cup, remember me when you must solemnly realize is that every time you eat this bread and every time you drink this cup, 
you reenact in your words and actions the death of the master. You will be drawn back to this meal again and again and again until the master returns. You must never let familiarity breed contempt. You see, every time we take up the bread and we take up the cup, the old wineskins are shedding. And we're reminded of the new wineskin he's given us. Because it's no longer you that live, but Christ that lives in you. Let's take our bread. Father, I thank you for your body that was broken for me. I thank you that you took upon yourself all of my sins and Everything was broken. Everything was broken. So, Father, right now, as I take this bread, I thank you for your body. I thank you for breaking sin, death off of me. I'm no longer bound. I'm free because it is for freedom. Christ has set me free. Let's eat together. And we'll take the cup. Father, thank you for the cup. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for the new wine. Father, as I take of this up. Let the old way of thinking, let the old mindset, let the old conditions, let the old issues just melt away under the power of your blood. There's absolutely nothing on earth that can heal like your blood, deliver like your blood, sanctify like your blood. Your blood is still speaking. And so I remember that. I remember what you did for me. And I thank you for the new wine. Let's drink together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so we give you glory, God. We give you praise. And we thank you, God. We thank you. What I think is powerful is that Paul lets us know that every time we eat this bread and every time we drink this cup, he says, you reenact in your words and actions, the death of the master. You will be drawn back to this meal again and again until the master returns, and you must never let familiarity breed contempt. Think about the fact that as we've taken communion, we've stepped into the power of his body and his blood, the resurrection power, 
And you see, that's what's so powerful about this new wine. It brings us to a place of authority through Christ. He didn't just give it to us so we could have it. He gave it so we could continue to do what he wants to do here on earth. We're the vessels, amen. We're the jars that he wants to fill. We're the wineskin, amen. And if we continue to walk our journey out, being filled with him and staying in the old, staying in the old patterns, come on. It's important that we break off the old patterns. Come on. The person you were before Christ should not be the person you are now. And if we're still walking in the old patterns, if we're still walking in the old thoughts, ask him. Ask him to take that off of you. Ask him to break that off of you in Jesus' name. Because if we don't, everything he's poured into us will spill out. It will spill out. We want to be able to walk in the authority that he's given us through the blood, through his body. And so as we take communion, we reenact, we we begin to stir up that thing that he did for us. It's not just the bread and the and the cup. It's it's more than that. It's this sweet communion. It's this intimacy that we have. It's reminding us that we have a connection with the Father through the Son now. Listen, there was a time when we were disconnected from God because of our sin. But he made a way for us to come back to him. He made a way for us to be connected with him. Jesus talks about this in John. um, I believe it's John 15. Let me go there. Yes. Listen to what he says here. He says, I am the real vine. And my father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes. And every branch that is grape-bearing, he prunes that so it will bear even more. You are already pruned back by the message I have spoken. You see, this is that new wine. Live in me, he says. Make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you are joined to me. Wow. Now, when we talk about this new wine, we have to talk about the fruit that comes. You see, you're you're being filled with this new wine and new wineskins. But it's not just for you. It's so that you bear fruit. That those can taste and see that God has been good. Amen? But notice Jesus reminds us that you can't bear fruit 
You can't produce this wine if you're not connected to me. And sometimes we want to walk this journey out with less of Jesus and more of ourselves. Sometimes we need him so desperately and then when we get what we need, we're like, I'm good now. But can I just tell you, we're not good. We should never be so far apart from him. He's the air that we breathe. He's everything. So if I can encourage you this morning, in order to produce the wine, you have to be connected. And the connection is the communion. And so every time we do communion, we're reminded of the connection. And the connection leads to the communion and the communion it's about the covenant. God made a covenant with you and me. And he will keep his promise. Do you understand that a covenant cannot be broken? This was a blood covenant. A blood covenant. A promise, a yes and amen. And so this wine, this new wine, it's incredibly powerful because it's the reminder of that we're joined to him and we're connected to him. Amen. And so he goes on to say, I am the vine, you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation, intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown into the bonfire. But if you make yourself at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my father shows who he is. When you produce grapes, you mature <laughs> as my disciples. Come on. This new wineskin, that's your maturity in Christ. And so shed the old. Let go of it. Embrace the new wine. Embrace the new wine. And know that this is a covenant that you have. The communion, the connection, covenant, all in his blood. And so as you drink it, as you eat it, Be reminded. And 
I'll go even further to say it says as often as you do this. There's no limits. Come on, there's no limits. Don't become rigid and hard. Don't put God in a box. As often. I encourage you to take communion with your family at Thanksgiving dinner. Take communion while we're on our Sabbath. I'm going to be taking communion for for those for those thirty days while I'm fasting, while I'm praying, because I want to be reminded, but I also want to step into come on the anointing that's been given to me through the cup, through this body. Come on. He's given that to you. It's a gift. And he says, as often as you do it, as often as you do it, you step into the resurrection power. Some of you need healing in your body. Step into that. Drink that wine. Drink, eat that bread. Come on. Some of you need deliverance. Come to the table and be made whole. You need breakthrough. This new wine. Coming in to new ones. So I want to just encourage you to give God the praise for what he's done. That's the awesome thing, too, about communion is we remember. That's what Thanksgiving really is about, right? It's not about the turkey. (laughs) The whole point of it was to give thanks for everything he had done for a people who came from another place, settled, and were able to have the bounty, have the blessings. And so they started having this meal together to celebrate the goodness of God. They could see at the table the abundance. They could see how he had blessed. They looked around and were just filled with praise. That's at the heart of Thanksgiving, and I believe the Lord is bringing us back to that heart. So I want you to just take a moment right now. Look around. Start to think about all that he's done and all that he's brought you through. Think about the fact that we've been in a pandemic. Many have lost their lives. Many are suffering, but we're here. Some of you even have the virus, but you're still here. When I think about how he's kept me, how he's kept my family, he is a promise-keeping God. That's the covenant. He's protected me. He saved me. He set me free. I'm in my, my right mind today. Come on, somebody. He redeemed me. He restored me. Go ahead. Give him some thanks. This is the time to thank him. Thank him. 
thank him for the blood. Thank him for the body. Thank him for the new wine. Thank him for getting rid of the old wineskin. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Hallelujah. 